This episode of the Major Issues Podcast is brought to you by Patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse. Comic Book Click is on Patreon, guys. For as little as $0.10 cents a day or $3 a month, not only can you help keep the lights on here at Comic Book Click headquarters, but your donation gives you access to exclusive content like CBC commentaries, polls where you can choose what content we cover next, and special behind-the-scenes footage of things here at Comic Book Click. Visit Patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse today and become a Patreon. And remember, you, yes you, are worthy. Hello everybody out there in comic book land, my name is George Serrano, aka The Don, and if you're listening to this, you can only be here for one reason, that's a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast, brought to you by ComicBookClick.com, and as always, I am never alone, sir, if you could please introduce yourself. Well, we back, we back, we're, and we're always back, and Cloud is Maximus in the building once again. Cloud is here. The clouds have gathered as they do when we're talking a Marvel property. And um, more specifically, we're talking about Marvel's latest installment on their television section. You know, they've been kind of killing it mm-hmm. in phase four with a whole litany of television shows. Um, and its latest, Miss Marvel, has kind of had people on the fence. Which I feel like I said last time you were here with Thor. Mm-hmm, <laughs> I feel mm-hmm. like as this universe grows, um, it's it's making some people happy and it's making some people uh, a little bit less happy. But I I want to gauge your enjoyment of the show. I want to find out what you think about it. Um, I obviously have my opinions, but mm-hmm. I wanted to start this episode, I guess, first and foremost by saying that whatever opinions you have on this show, you're allowed to have them. They're all completely and totally valid. But um, make sure that they are rooted in some actual criticism. Make sure that they're rooted in actual problems that you find with structure or pacing or any of those things. I think it's a it's a kind of a lame thing to be like, oh, it, this is for kids or this is childish yeah. or, you know, like those kind of things. I don't really dig. Um, let's be honest. It's not about a white male protagonist that could be some people's Mm -hmm. issues with it almost every other series was um this is not the typical marvel show the background of this character is not a typical background of characters they've explored before so if you have an issue with it you don't gotta like everything like i said marvel's a buffet uh but if you're not getting any of the curry move out of the way because the rest of us want some Mm -hmm. Uh, ain't that right that's all that's all I've got to say. Now, before we get into full spoilers, because we'll be going and doing a recap and review of this whole series, which is a pretty short series, six episodes. Mm-hmm. Six episodes. Uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you off the top and the, the reason why I got you here uh, in general is, you know, one of the statements that's made outright, and I think it's probably even taken from the comic that Kamala <laughs> says is that it's not usually the brown girls from Jersey that end up becoming a superhero. Um, with that being said, you are in love with two brown girls. <laughs> you, are, <laughs> you have a amazing wife and you have a beautiful daughter, um, you know, who I know, I know a lot of this stuff that we were seeing in the show 
has to have mirrored a bit of what you've been going right, through. Right. Uh, I mean, as as I was watching, don't get me wrong, I, I had to watch five. Like I was watching everything. Uh, yeah. React reactions from from my peeps, you know. Um, yeah. And man, but it it was just so wholesome all the way through, all yeah. the way through. And I really, I really enjoyed that too. And if and and if families and stuff got around to to watch this, they'd probably tell you the same thing, you know. Yeah, and I think one of the things, one of the best parts of this show is that while Kamala's family is one rooted in tradition, you know, mm -hmm. her Pakistani heritage, um, her Muslim background, you know, while these things are incredibly important, boiled down, she's still a geek like the rest of us. Yeah. Her family still bickers and are, are embarrassing and mm -hmm. are funny like the, like our mm -hmm. families. Um, it was, it's just a different shade than people are used to seeing, but I love that basically it's a shade to show that all the colors are kind of the same, you know, mm -hmm. like, I feel like I learned so much about, uh, the world by just getting a glimpse at this show and I'm learning about cultures and traditions and boogeymen, you know, we have the, <laughs> all the kukui and then they're talking mm -hmm. about the gin in this. And I'm like, I, mm -hmm. we have that, like, we, that's, a, that's totally a thing. Um, so it was very cool to see that, um, and kind of traverse this origin story slash kind of history lesson slash, mm -hmm. um, coming of age story, which I think they did a, a very good job on this. Um, I think you would agree with me. Um, Aman Valani, the, the, the series star. Oh man. Pretty damn amazing. Knocked, knocked it out the park, bro. Are you familiar with the fact that she's never acted before? I was just, um, I was going to mention that too. Um, I've seen people say, and I think herself say that this was her like first ever role anywhere <laughs> of, um, of anything, you know? I feel like, um, like there was something about like a casting call and a family member hit her up and was like, Hey, they're looking for this. And she, uh, attempted the audition and she got it. There are some genuine moments in this where uh, this is going to sound corny, but it feels like she's not acting. Like right. there's some, there's some moments, especially with her friends mm -hmm. where it comes off as just her personality. It comes off as something she would say in that moment. Um, like when she finds out, uh, Nakia w is, is on the board. She's like, Oh, I love you. You know, like, like that stuff there just feels, you know, um, it feels real when she's talking to Bruno, when she's doing her weird little dance after the crush, oh, we know, after she got her powers and then she do, mm -hmm. does that musical montage after uh, her crush gives the number. Um, like I kind of sort of wanted to play a bit more in that. Um, I understand the cultural significance of showing the partition and we're going to mm -hmm. get into all that stuff, but I feel as if that might have been a bit heavy for this season but i don't know if this show's getting a season two right so yeah, you have i didn't see nothing announced quite yet i mean but then again it did just show up right know? i i just feel like this show had a lot that it had to accomplish it had to get her to the marvels mm -hmm. it had to introduce her to us and it kind of had to explain her the the significance behind her culture mm -hmm. um and trying to do all that stuff i felt like we there's parts of this series that loses the the childlike voice of Kamala. 
Uh, nah, do, do you guys? I, I get what you're saying, but I I, I feel I feel not because it's all, um, because I I relate to it a little bit because I I too and myself and you you know I call myself this in the in in the chat too. I'm I'm kind of the mark in the group, you know, and she kind of is too. And um, but she, the only thing is she she still is and um kind of is as you see through the through the show. And but the only thing is she has powers too now. So she's yeah. part of that side still, you know. Yeah, she's got to kill two birds with one stone because she can't still a stay. Fan. A, she can't stay a fan girl because she's gonna. I mean, eventually she'll be bumping but, into some of these people. But and, my thing is, we still got we still got to get some more of that, you know. Um, oh maybe yeah. If we get season two, we get the we get the secret hideout, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, um, obviously Bruno looks like he'll be playing a part in whatever Kamala's doing next you know mm -hmm. um he seems to be quite um invested in everything that she does we'll talk about where bruno should probably <laughs> should probably stay because come on has got a lot of people knocking on her door man yeah that's true uh, she's got a lot of people knocking on her door um is there anything you want to say up front uh spoiler free before we get into the recap and review for this um wholesome um i feel like it hits on, on all strings especially late last maybe two episodes mm -hmm. um end of the third you know um but yeah man if if you're a fan of her and you have have her comics or if you just want to get into her and don't want to read the comics and you find out she has a show now <laughs> um just jump in bro <laughs> jump yeah in. yeah and don't be afraid of taking on something different it's gonna look different it's gonna sound different mm -hmm. but it, it's it's mcu as i know it it's just another chapter and it's a beautiful chapter. So consider that. Like, I love all the music in this. I love all the music at the end of the credits that they show. Really, really beautiful stuff. Um, I find the the tapestries beautiful, the jewelry beautiful. Like, I find the language beautiful. But that's me looking on the outside. I could imagine hearing my language for the first time. We're about to get a Hispanic Namor, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know? and. I I'm gonna end up sending you this. I actually sent it to the major issues group chat, but um, he was at Comic Con and he's like, his his English is still, you know, he's he's still working on it. But he goes, uh, can you give me a second? Can I say something about um, inclusiveness? And he's like, mm -hmm. um, I'm here because of inclusiveness. I'm from the hood, mm -hmm. and so many other kids from the hood are seeing people that look like them for the first time up there. So understand that. That's like, that's why I'm here because of inclusion. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah, so, yeah like, that's a, why, why that's can't a nice, everybody else get nice, to play? but yet heavy bomb to drop. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. why can't everyone get to play? Like, for real, like, but it is what it is. We're pushing away the, the gray clouds and we got the great cloud here with us. So now we will go on to uh, discuss this show. Miss Marvel is a television miniseries created by Bisha K. Ali for the streaming service Disney Plus, based on the based on the Marvel comics featuring the character of Kamala Khan slash Miss Marvel. It is the seventh TV series in the MCU, sharing continuity with all the films in the franchise, and it follows Kamala Khan, played by Iman Vellani, a 16-year-old fangirl of the Avengers who struggles to fit in until she gains her own powers. Um Ali served as head writer with Adil and Balil leading the directing team. It premiered on June 8th. It ran for six episodes until July 13th. We were just waiting for everything else we've been dealing with mm -hmm. to cover this show because it's been a oh, lot. It's been heavy. <laughs> it's been heavy. 
But our episode starts off with a video created by Kamala that shows how big of a fan of the Avengers she is, but more particularly, how big of a fan of Captain Marvel she is. Uh, she defends her not being on Earth um, and is excited to dress up as her at the upcoming Avenger Con. Uh, um, I love this beginning. It gives you her sense of humor right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And also, the Avengers Con thing feels like that A-Day thing mm-hmm. from the Avengers 100%. So I'm like, I know that, like, I kind of know this. This is saying I'm, I'm being yeah. familiar with this. What do you think of her YouTube video and um, her this whole Avengers con and her cosplaying like, like we kind of like we do. Listen, I'm, I dig it because you know you gotta you gotta geek out and even if she's geeking out most of the time, I still think that's a good thing. Still being herself, so I really dig that. There's no shame in her game. And, yeah, yeah, and 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 she's cool about it, so I like that too. You know, um, even though I'm. Uh, some of her friends at school give a crap for it, you know, but I yeah. don't care about that. And I like that she doesn't care about it, even though it kind of gets to her sometimes. She's just, you know, keep it pushing. I was going to say what I was going to say now, but I'll say it in a little bit. And I think you'll agree. But um, we end up meeting her brother, Amir, her mother, Muniba, mm-hmm. and her father, Yusuf, as they give her advice about her driving test, which she fails. I believe mm-hmm. you you just recently <laughs> got your bonus. I, I, got one co- I got one coming up. You know what <sighs> So... So, you know, I love that they were like trying to defend her. Like what, what do you expect her to do? To use her turn signal for every turn? And guys like, yes, that's exactly, exactly what. Um, so yeah, we see her school life where she isn't the most popular. As a matter of fact, people have a hard time even getting her name right. Um, this is where I'll say what I was gonna say. Kids, high school is not the be all end all. It's not even a blip on the radar. It's gonna feel like the most important, the most intense four years of your life because you're so close to figuring out who you are going to be, who you wanna be, um, but it's also a jungle out there. You understand? And I think Kamala is doing the best she can by having a good solid support system like Bruno, who we meet, um, one of her friends, who's super down for Avenger Con, actually helping her make her cosplay, and Nakia, who I think is an uh, awesome friend as well. She seems pretty motivated, pretty independent, um, and they help her. You know, um, Kamala meets with her guidance counselor, who accuses her of having her head in the clouds, and who who doesn't? <laughs> uh, and when she gets home, her mother hands her a box from her grandmother, where she finds a bangle. Her mother takes it from her calling it junk um so the bangle the bangle is gonna be a big the, thing yeah the bangle what do you think about the bangle being as big uh, as it is in this series i always say and as i've said before i l- really like a good workaround and i think they know that with this yeah um with the bangle and then the the, the shang chi's uh rings there seems to be some sort of like artifact um you know Thing going on in phase four which i think is pretty cool as well mm-hmm. because as we know from things like eternals things have been existing in this universe far past our imagination um and definitely past our knowledge so the idea that these artifacts are floating around and the best part about it to me as we'll get into with the second episode is the bangles not giving her powers the bangles unlocking the power she already has which i think is a way different than her just putting on a magic yeah. a magic I, ring and <laughs> using hard yeah. light constructs it's all right it's all right it's all right it's all right um 
So they do some errands for Amir's wedding. And later, Bruno helps set up a security camera in the house. Kamala sees her chance, so she gives her pitch about going to Avengers Con with Bruno. Thinking it's her party, her mother already seems against it, and when they find out that she's cosplaying, they seem even more hesitant to let her go. First of all, first of all, the presentation. Oh, oh, of her trying to get permission, you talking about? Yep, damn straight. Now, you've now experienced some of this. One of the criticisms that she gives very loudly is that if her brother wanted to do this, he's good, he's out the door. Is that something that occurs as well i mean i think that's i think that's everywhere they always want to keep the girls inside <laughs> the girls inside and the boys yeah she's like you're not gonna be wearing those tight cosplays like everybody else and her mother was like instant like wait what are you gonna be wearing to this oh Katamar, oh no you're not going <laughs> um so i thought that was interesting as well uh she storms off frustrated when her brother arrives and makes light of the whole thing uh nightlight Bruno is shown to be a bit of a tech whiz, and he lives above his convenience store, a convenience store that he works at, as at his. Kamala tries out her cosplay, but seems less than confident. This is going to be kind of juxtaposed when we see her later on looking in the mirror in her actual outfit. But this one, she's like Uh, tugging at, you know, it's not long enough. It's not wide enough. You know, poor man, poor man's first version costume. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of the miles of it all. Like, it's not going to fit because it's not for you. You know, like, um, and I think her mother says something similar. Like, she's like, this is more you, you know, like you're keep your head out of the clouds, but you know, you can still uh, be allowed to be you. Um, suddenly her parents knock on her door and tell her that she can go to Avengers con. So long as her father drives her and supervises her there, they made her a Hulk cosplay and her father shows up in a matching Hulk outfit, complete with green face paint. Um, Kamala refuses the terms, calling them humiliating, and her parents seem hurt, and she is told she is no longer allowed to go. What a scene. <laughs> uh, first of all, first of all, let's let's talk about Papa Hulk. Right? Yeah. That's that a lot of love awesome. right there. That's that a lot was of love awesome. right there. Yes, yes, that was. Especially for your little girl, you know? I thought that was cool. Um, but however, however, <laughs> you already know that wasn't gonna happen. No, no, it could you know how that goes. Yeah, it it wasn't gonna be she wouldn't have gone that way. And and me at my age, I wouldn't have agreed to it as an adult now who realizes that a lot of my adult life has become about compromise. Mm-hmm. That you have to break things in the middle. That's how adults see things. They saw this as their compromise. They saw this as, mm-hmm. of course, why wouldn't she want to go? Not only she, not only you know, are we letting letting her go, but we made her an outfit. You know, mm-hmm. and first of all, the outfit was fire. <laughs> it was kind of cool. That, that outfit was fire. That's the first. Big, you know, what? big Hulk and little. Hulk. Yep, that outfit was fire. I don't know what she was thinking. I did. I had told them I'm not going, but I'm keeping the outfit. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was. Um, I thought the enthusiasm was incredibly sweet. Mm. And when she says what she says, her the people who play her parents are great. I especially like her mom. Um, her mom gives that like, I'm concerned and I'm worried, but I'm not too sure kind of thing. Uh, she's played by Zenobia Shroff. And um, Mohan Kapoor plays uh, Yusuf Khan, the father. 
but they're both great. And but she's great at the mother look. She's great at the like. Oh yeah, man. She kills uh, I, that. I, oh yeah, I, 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 and the look she she gives throughout. <laughs> Even here, she's like, she says something like, "Wow, all right, okay," and then she says, "Um, if her mother says like, if you don't do it this way, then you're not going." And then the father just says outright, "You're not going," because he could tell that she she's mm -hmm. embarrassed by him. I was like, "Damn, <laughs> that's Man, like the, the, that was, the yeah, double. that was heavy." She and Bruno have a heart to heart about everything going on. Like we said, they talk, speak about the fact that she's like brown girls don't get to be the superhero, you know. Um, and he gives her a pep talk. He's he's really digging her in more ways than one, mm -hmm. possibly. Um, where do you want Bruno to be? Where do you want Bruno to sit in this in this uh, in this world with Kamala? Yeah, I don't know. He's he's good dude. He seems like a good dude. Guy in the chair, you know. Yeah. You know, sometimes guy in the chair, you know. Keep him in the chair. Does, he, does she get to sit I, next I to him? I don't know. I feel like I feel like she's trying to keep him in the chair, but you know, kind of not. That's what I'm trying to. I wonder. I wonder where Bruno. You know, do we not talk about Bruno? Is that is that how things are supposed to go? She finds out that the security camera Bruno set up ain't really working. I love it because instead of Gugu, it's Zuzu. And the father's just like, Zuzu, turn on the light. Zuzu, <laughs> Zuzu, turn on the light. And then he says, tell Bruno that the Zuzu is, is possessed by a djinn. <laughs> and we need him to come <laughs> fix it. Uh, so she's like, okay, well, if it's not working, then we're just going to use the fact that it doesn't work to break into Avengers Con. Or sneak out and go to Avengers Con. Uh, we see their whole plan in an inventive montage of like chalk and they're riding their bikes and they're coming up with this whole plot. It's really, really cool. Um, and it is decided that she will sneak out to Avengers Con. Um, we see their whole, uh, yeah, sorry. Um, but the plan goes awry when her way of getting back into her house breaks and they miss the bus. Literally the two biggest parts of the plan <laughs> went wrong <laughs> and, and they're just, yeah, they're stuck there. Um, but to finish out her cosplay, she was able to snag her grandmother's bangle. Avengers Con looks amazing. Uh, if you remove the fact that all these things were real. <laughs> so <Thank> like <laughs> some of the people died at some of these things that they're mentioning. And some of the people, you know, that is what it is. I guess you got to have fun. But this would be like having a like a, a army con, a army a military Almost convention. Kind of, yeah. If you, you yeah, show yeah. up and meet famous military people and dress up like them and stuff like that um so i thought that was that was fun but i liked all the merch and all that stuff there uh the guy who's doing the MCing for this is a guy who works at marvel i've seen him do conventions before so that was pretty interesting he was the guy at the brooklyn unveiling of the cap statue so oh, I, was like, okay. uh, I was like oh okay uh, I, know, I, I know that guy the cosplay contest is about to start but kamala can't find the gloves bruno made specifically for her she decides to use the bangle instead, and when she places it on, she is enveloped by a translucent and almost cosmic energy. Uh, she goes on stage but falls apart when she's blinded by the cameras, and suddenly her bangle creates a hard light construct that inadvertently causes havoc, during which Kamala uses her powers to save her classmate Zoe Zimmer. Um, all of this was fun. This is the first time I've seen this hard light kind of stuff. W what are you thinking? Um, because uh, you know the stretchy, stretchy jazz. Um, I like that they that they kind of kept kept that, but just added added to that. 
Yeah, I think it looks visually better uh-huh. in the sense that stretchy arms always look because you know you know who they got you know who they got to save that for you know yeah it's gonna be you know Richards. Really and, and even know. and even but. then when you read the comics Reed Richards is not in every action scene you know what I'm saying so um I think that stretchy skin is always weird in these shows it's always it always comes off as a bit hokey this gives it a more, a more cosmic a more um I think a more special look I I don't know if I don't know if I sit either way on it. Like a hundred percent, it should have been in the show the way that it is in the show, or a hundred percent, it should have been the way it is in the comics. Like you said, this is a perfect workaround for both, um, and I think this opens the door for her to be so much more, as we'll talk about when we get mm-hmm. to the end. Um, Bruno rushes Kamala home, and she is caught by her mother, who claims not to recognize her anymore, and pleads with her to focus on her own life. That. Who are you? Uh, you know, we've all gotten that, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Who, who's my? Where's my son? You know, you know, who are you? Who are you? Who are you becoming? We've all gotten that kind of. I'm disappointed in you. Talk and the mother here gives it great, um, but the problem is, she says you either got to choose to be you or keep your head in the clouds. And when push comes to shove, Kamala chooses to be cosmic. That's that's the last words we hear from her in the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she's feeling cosmic, so she's feeling that call to action. Um, in a mid-credit scene, Department of Damage Control agents Cleary and Deaver watch a video of Kamala's incident at AvengerCon and head to New Jersey to find and detain her. Also feels like some AIM drones <laughs> from the Avengers game. Feels like it, it was, that was AIM, right? With the drones? Yeah, it was. Okay. Uh, after her night of super heroics, Kamala is on cloud nine. And her actions were live streamed by Zoe, who is huge on social media. Another cool imp- implementation of social media, considering she's a younger character, she would be totally glued to all that kind of stuff. First of all, I like I like when they every time they like go to the phones and text messages and stuff. Mm-hmm. I like the, I, I really like the way they want to show people that through the sign through the signs through the verbiage of other um, signs on the building. Uh, how did you take the halal guy slander? Preposterous, <laughs> preposterous. But they're kind of mainstream though. So ha- you know. halal. Okay, here we go. We putting you right here on the on the hot seat. Halal guys are food truck, right? Which 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 one? You got? You only can spend your money one place. You want a chicken over rice with white sauce? Are you going to halal guys? Or are you doing the food truck? I might do the food truck, man. You might do the food truck. I might do the food truck. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, bro! It's hard to beat those things. I like, I like, I like the Hall guys, but they they've been caught, they've been teetering on mainstream. They bougie. Hall guys getting bougie. I don't know. I don't know. Hall guys getting bougie. That's funny. <laughs> uh, so not knowing who what the hero's name is, they end up calling her Nightlight. It's not as bad as Night Monkey, but you know, it's 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 <laughs> it's up there. In celebra- in celebration, this is a quote. In celebration of the fragility of life, Zoe decides to throw a party. <laughs> uh, you know, teens, they're just, they're, they're really thinking deep. Kamala decides they should go to the party after seeing her crush invited to it. Bruno's not happy about any of this, by the it's way. It's not, it's not. After doing a bit of training, Bruno is able to deduce that the powers aren't coming from the bangle, but it's unlocking something hidden in Kamala. They rule her out as being Asgardian, <laughs> but they're able to create hard light. She's able to create hard light constructs 
like platforms, fists, and anything else you can think of. We get a look at Kamala's religious roots as her and, and Nakia go to mosque. Nakia seems concerned um, with making changes to how things are done, even though the girls get scolded for talking. Uh, and to add insult to injury, someone took Nakia's shoes. Yeah. So, um, but I like how I like how it, it all like 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 most religious temples places, you know they they seem stuck in their ways. You know, like it felt it felt lived in. You can mm-hmm. feel the routine. You can right. feel the, you know what I'm saying? Like they go straight away and they start washing their face and their feet. I'm assuming this is, this is something uh, for and of the culture. Um, so that was really cool to see a bit of that. Uh, and there's a partition that separates the men and the, the, and the women. This is meant for modesty, but um, Nakia also feels <laughs> that some of that should probably get sh- shaken up. So um, I love that we're getting both the classic and the modern takes of the modern, the yeah, modern at the takes. same time at the same time um i oh yeah so kamala apologized to her mother but also asked to go to the party when she apologized i was like wow that's a very mature thing for you to do on the rewatch but that's a very mm-hmm. mature thing for you to do that was just last episode and she goes but can i go to the and i'm like yep, yeah yeah there it is and her mother her mother killed i did me. that too her mother kills me because her mother goes if you're gonna ask about Avengers Con two, just know <laughs> Avengers Con two. Ah, oh, so great. Her mom allows her to go, but explains she just wants her to be safe, just like most mothers. The party gets interrupted by the police, but Kamala's crush Kamran decides to drive them. Uh, they bond over music and movies, and Bruno seems to get annoyed. Kamran drops them off at Bruno's and gives Kamala his number, causing the heroine to gush on command. Um, she, I think it's now, does that whole musical kind of scene where she walks into her house and she's lip singing from a musical, like a, not a musical, but like she's, she's lip singing an old timey song from like the forties. And it, I love it. Like the, the lights change. They only the music love, only comes back for a second when her parents ask her like <laughs> something and she says like oh yeah I love I love I love mean mugging Bruno that's what I love I love the display of kind of hating in the back hating in the back yeah that's what I'm saying bro the, I I love that I love that st- stuff too because they pop up on the building and she's walking down the block you know yeah. that's real dope that's on the design dope. of the carpet or stuff like that mm-hmm. you know really really that's cool a stuff. Fir- that's a first for me I thought that was cool um. Feeling pulled in different directions, Kamala seeks Nakia for advice. Nakia explains that she's felt the same way due to her upbringing and living in between two cultures. She explains that she doesn't need to explain herself to anyone, just be her. And that felt like a really heart, um, heartfelt speech that Nakia gave about being too white and then being too brown mm-hmm. in certain uh, aspects and not really knowing where you're supposed to sit. I know I've been in both cases. Um, some of my Hispanic Relatives are super Hispanic, bro. Super <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Some of my Hispanic and some of my American relatives born and raised here, like I was, are super American. And you mm-hmm. can be accused of not being enough of either. Right. You know, and I I I can see how that would be a rough kind of situation for Kamala. You know, um, especially when we talk about this inclusion stuff. If you take a step back and you consider Kamala a fan of this universe she's not seeing nobody like her up there mm-hmm. 
even in even in universe you ain't seeing nobody like her up there right that's true that's true even in universe yeah then um so she has no reason to believe that she can aspire to be more until she realizes that she might have to be the first one to you know kick the door down on the whole thing um uh oh and nakia won the election and she's on the moss board so that's on great. the board yeah I like when uh, Kamala's like, change, change is here, everyone. Mm-hmm. It is she. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she explained, oh, I did that. We find out Bruno has been accepted into Caltech with a full scholarship, but he seems conflicted because he doesn't want to leave his friends. His boo. His boo. His speaking boo. Of, but she don't know that. Yeah, speaking she of Bruno, he gets invited to, he gets invited by Kamala to Eid. Am I saying that right? Uh-huh. Eid. Eid. Um, but it, and like the, the, the invitation is sweet, but she's doing this also while brushing him off and brushing training off to go hang out with Kamran. Right. She's like, Oh, well, we'll see you tonight. Well, I'm going to go hang out with, yeah. Her and Kamran seem to have a lot in common, especially culturally and things are going well until mm-hmm. Amir and his wife show up. Uh, Kamala introduces Kamran as their cousin, cousin uh, <laughs> which is there anything more Hispanic than that? Is there anything more Hispanic than uh, they're my cousin? That that's the quickest way to explain what this is, you know. Our cousin. <laughs> yeah, I love that he just picks like a random, I'm assuming common Pakistani name, and they're like, "But that uncle is from another country or something like that." Like they they remember the name, but it'd be like, "Oh, that's Uncle Jose's," you know. <laughs> that's Theo Jose's kid, and you're like, "Do we have a Theo Jose? We have a Jose. I think that's who they're talking about." So I thought that was pretty funny. Um, he plays along. At dinner, the family tells stories about the generations of families that lived in Karachi. They explain the Civil War, the partition, the British influence, all real things that I think a lot of people found out for the very first time. Um, it, it goes to show, like with uh, Watchmen, Watchmen showed a lot of people for the very first time um, the uh, Tulsa massacre, the race riots that went on in Oklahoma um that were documented but we don't get taught these things in school you know we don't get taught mm-hmm. uh how so many people suffered at the at the hands of these tyrants for so long um and by the grace of god are, are still alive still r- trucking still moving all that kind of stuff um yeah they mention a family legend of kamala's grandmother being separated by her father but somehow she was led back to her dad by following a trail of stars. After the story, Kamala passes out after seeing a vision of a train and a mysterious woman. She calls her grandmother about the bangle, saying that it's doing weird things. And her grandmother um, says it belongs to Kamala's great grandma, Aisha. When uh, she asks her mother about it, she's very tight lipped and tells Kamala to let it go. At the Ed Festival, Kamala and Bruno helped Nakia campaign for support to be elected to the mosque board. This I thought was kind of fun where they're like, we have to talk to the Illumina aunties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that was funny. The Illumina aunties. The Illumina aunties, I thought was funny. I like the, the food truck guy. I think he's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was really funny. I love how, you know, she swing she swingled to get that to get that vote family. Yeah. You know? I love that when what not. I love that when every whenever anyone tries to talk to Kamala's dad about something serious, he's like 
not like he's somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Like Bruno later on tries to talk to him about the gin, and he's like, "I love fruit pies." Terry. <laughs> yeah, and in this one, he, she's like, "Oh, you're gonna vote for me?" Like, ah, you know, you know, he's running right. Like, really, really funny stuff. Uh, he seems to be a joy. He's just a joy to be around. Um. So we do that. After questioning Zoe about her savior at AdventureCon, Cleary and Deaver of Damage Control order a sweep of the tri-state area, targeting South Asian communities, believing Nightlight to be a threat. That is profiling. <laughs> yes. 100% said that. That's... That is profiling. I said, you know what? If I didn't know any better. That is profiling for those who didn't know that. And if you didn't know that, I'll even take it a step further. Not only is that profiling, but that's been profiling we've been doing for about 20 years now. Mm-hmm. Ever since we've decided that from a, an attack that happened about 20 years ago, that because those people were of a certain ilk, everyone now is under suspicion. And I'm from New York. There's a lot of mosques in New York. I don't. I sit to left and right with all my brothers and sisters, <laughs> you know, regardless of race, creed, and religion. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't, I'd be lying if I said I didn't see them targeted. I'd be lying if I didn't say, if I said I didn't see them constantly monitored. And the idea that your place of, you're, 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 you're like the place to be loved, your special place, the place where it's you and God communing, the idea that people would have that under a microscope because your people might be dangerous, just all of that, just heebie jeebies, like, yuck, maybe a little bit too close to home, but uh, it's real. Shit happens. Uh, back with Kamala, a young boy slips from a mosque balcony and almost falls, which he probably deserved it because he stole his shoes. Um, it <laughs> <laughs> so happens. Thieves. So it happens. Run away. But Kamala saves him with her powers. Now oh. she kind of gets his leg broke because <laughs> because yeah, she has a man. vision. She has a vision that interrupts her powers for a second, yep. and she does her best to lay down platforms for him to bang on as he falls down. To break I mean, listen, his fall. she's spaced out, bro. It's our first run, you know. Yeah, it's rough, man. Like, that helmet doesn't happens. do her any. That helmet <laughs> doesn't do her any. Uh, any. Oh, that helmet is rough. It's really rough. It's still better than Thor's. I mean, <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Back with Kamala, a young boy. Oh, I did that already. Uh, Kamala is chased by the Department of Damage Control agents, led by Deaver, but is saved by Kamran, who introduces her to his mother, Najma. The woman from Kamala's vision. Boom, boom, boom. First of all, they got they got the they got the star drones, bro. They that's run around I, here with the star drones. That's the yeah. Those are the, the drones. Job. Those are the drones that were taken from um from Tony Stark, Mysterio. but taken through yeah Mysterio. No, you're right. Taken from Mysterio by damage control after quote unquote the murder of Mysterio by, by the hands of Peter Parker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you know that? How do you know that? How do you oh, know just, who he is? Just by the hands of Peter Parker. I don't know. Who do you know who he is? I don't they know did that if thing. he has any time to yeah, they did the thing. Um so at this point, you know, we we seem like we're getting a bunch of other people. Um a bunch of brand new characters uh in this that are gonna help kind of flesh out Kamala's backstory. Wanna say first and foremost that at this point, I'm kind of figuring out we're not getting any Terrigen Mist. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. we're, not right, doing, of course, yep. we're not doing the Inhuman Origin where Kamala is exposed to Terrigen Mist and thus, you know, unlocks her abilities to be an Inhuman. And um, so that's off the table. 
but put a pin in that because we shall be returning. In 1942, Najma, Aisha, Faria, and Salim uh, find a bangle in a temple in British India. Aisha reminds them that they need to find two. There's a blue person on the ground when that happens. Mm-hmm. By the way, now yeah, I think that's could it. be Cree. We're now seeing that there are uh, Atlanteans that are blue. So I'm very interested in seeing whose tech this is because it's somebody's mm-hmm. tech. Somebody made this, you know. Um, Aisha reminds them that they need to. She puts it on and feels the power run through her. They hear the British army above and realize they must separate. Aisha, Kamala's great grandma, is left with the bangle and Najma never saw her again. In present day, Najma and the other people from the flashback explain to Kamala that they are there from the Nord dimension and they are known as many names, but the most popular they were called were the clandestines or the djinn. The jumbi. The djinn. Had you heard of that term djinn prior? Uh, no, but if I had to equate it to something, it, we use a different word, Miles. It's called jumbi. Jumbi? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew Jin to mean like a genie because I believe there was a DC Comics character called the. Oh, they did say they did say that, but if we're talking, but if we're talking like monsters, all that. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. But that's what I'm saying. I believe that that name came from you know it it has origin somewhere, but I've heard it before, possibly not in the right context, but Mm -hmm. yeah, it was familiar. They were exiled from their dimension and they need the bangle to get back, but no one has seen Aisha since the moment in the temple. They speak of being stranded for a hundred years because of this. Najma and Kamala speak privately where Najma begs Kamala to help them to the Nord dimension using the bangle as intended. Kamala seems hesitant. How did you seem? How did you feel about all this? Uh, The same, because you know these people first. I've known them for two hours. <laughs> I feel like everyone glanced over the fact that she admitted that they were exiled. You don't right, really exile right. nice 100%. people. <laughs> and, and um, and um, it's funny because I I don't know why she did why Kamala herself didn't ask that. Like, why would you guys, you know, exile? <laughs> I don't think anyone does. So it's like I that would have been up in front. But I guess she thinks she's meeting Kamran's mom. Right. Right. So I guess she's at like the time, at the time, but at the time, still. and she's just being, she's being respectful. You know, something's being asked of her by an adult, and she's like, I guess I can. Uh, the next morning, uh, Kamala talks to Bruno and asks for his help. And it turns out her nightlight antics have gone viral on social media again. Meanwhile, the Department of Damage Control continues their racial profiling by attempting to search Kamala's <laughs> mosque. Uh, Nakia interrupts, it, interrupts them, saying they need a warrant. I love that she was able to come out and be like, hey, uh, where's your warrant at? Um, Oh yeah, and we learned that uh we learned that it's all hands on deck at Amir's wedding party. Kamala's mom and aunt speak of Kamala's grandmother being distant, and later Moniba tells Kamala that Bruno left a box for her. Abdullah sees her outside and she talks to him about nightlight and if people think she's a good person. She is given the advice that I think she's also given in the comics that good is not mm-hmm. something that you are, it's something that you do. When he is gone, Kamala opens the box and sees a domino mask. I got flash arrow vibes <laughs> from this. <laughs> exactly what happens in uh arrow. It's I thought I good. thought I was pretty I thought it was pretty clean though. And I don't really and I don't really like um eye masks like that to be honest. Bruno's doing a lot. He's I know, I'm telling you, I'm telling and I was just about to say, but Bruno out here, you know. 
He gift wrapped. He, it's hard. I don't know if it's coming from the guy in the chair, from the, the place guy. of the guy in the chair, or you yeah. know. Or, yeah, you're right. You're right. She, he might be. I'm with it anyway. It's clean. It's clean. So I'm gonna put it on. <laughs> Super clean. Uh, it's at this point I'll ask you if you had any kind of familiarity with Kamala's comics. Uh, I do. I have the. I have the well. The the wife has the the whole volume in the house. Volume one. Awesome. What do you think? Um, to be honest, um, I started to read it. Um, yeah. I never got through it. Never got all the way through it. I never got all the way through it. Yeah. I think I finished the first volume. I thought it was but really, even, really fun. But even even for first, even for for as long as I write it, bro, it's just super, she's just super wholesome, super wholesome, Mark, and I. I I really mess with that, you know? Yeah, you can relate. <laughs> you know, I really mess with that. Uh, Kamala's dad bumps into Bruno at Circle Q, so Bruno takes the time to ask Yusuf about the djinn. Yusuf reads it and jokingly tells Bruno that he hasn't heard about them in a while. After research, Bruno informs Kamala that if she helps them get home, things could go bad. He then tells Kamala that he got into Caltech, but he won't go if she still needs his help. He tells her that they might need to wait on their plan. Kamala says, Carol Danvers wouldn't wait. And he's like, yeah, but she's reckless. So don't be her. <laughs> don't be her, be you. Now, this is another moment. Like I said, I found myself liking the weirdest moments. And I only say weird because I, I can't be sure that everyone else was feeling the same way. But this moment between Kamala and her mother in the bathroom where Kamala has a, the skin to knee. Cut on the knee yeah. yeah. Really, really beautiful stuff. Uh, they have a touching conversation where her mother explains how hard it was to come to America. Uh, she said until she found her mosque and her family, she was alone and lost, barely knew any English. But she let them love her, and she reminds her daughter that she doesn't have to do anything alone. Um, and like I said, the actress says it with the weight of having done that. Yeah, very hard to explain on a podcast. Yeah, that was he- that was heavy. You, could, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like you could feel the weight on that yeah you, know? you can she she speaks as someone who's lived through these things the weight of that kind of stuff and i guess now i'm just having this reflective moment that as children of immigrants we can often lose sight of what it took to get here we're already here so we want the next thing mm-hmm. and they're kind of still trying to smell the roses of getting here <laughs> you know they're, they're still trying to you know uh get that accomplished they deal with they deal with a little bit of that in the uh movie everything everywhere all at once which amazing film also dealing with the immigrant story um and yeah it just shows you like this takes a toll you know and you could imagine with probably some of the roughest stuff that moniba's had to endure coming here without knowing the language or any of that kind of stuff that's the stuff that she's trying to keep kamala away from that's the stuff that you know she didn't want kamala judged on how she looks how she speaks her religion or any of that kind of stuff and it can be it can be rough out there even in our even in new york city the melting pot right it can still get pretty freaking uh pretty xenophobic yeah. yeah so um trying to do the right thing she got her pep talk from her mama kamala texts kamran and tells him that she wants to help but it could be dangerous kamran reminds her to focus on the wedding for now and then he tells Najma that Kamala said, hey, things could get dangerous. And Najma's like, yeah, it's going to get dangerous. And Kamala's like, wait, so you knew this was dangerous? And he's like, yeah, I knew this was dangerous. And he's like, and you still ask Kamala? And she goes, 
well, we ain't going to be asking no more. And it's like, okay, so what does that mean? <laughs> um, I love bad. I loved the wedding. I loved the dancing, the little dance yeah. sequence that they did. Um, even Bruno was getting in on that. But again, he's probably just trying to make some room. <laughs> you know, in, well, in you got head. to, man. You got to, man. You got to you make gotta, some room in the work. But yeah, if it's man. all for not. Just just let my boy down gently, please, if it, if it is all for not. Suddenly, Kamran arrives and forcefully asks Kamala to talk. He tells Kamala that she isn't safe and that she has to get out of here before she gets killed at her brother's wedding. So you're just like, what does any of this mean? What? what? <laughs> Kamala pulls the fire alarm as Najma walks in with the rest of her clandestine brethren. Kamala is chased by the goons into the kitchen where she blocks their many attacks with her constructs. The wedding guests empty out of the building and outside, just like every other party, we see a bunch of people gossiping mm-hmm. and they said that they saw Kamala pull that along. Pull the fire, auntie. And the parents are not happy. <laughs> parents ain't happy, bruh. Uh, Kamala hides from some of the goons, but Najma shuts off the lights and pleads with Kamala, who is chased into the dining room where she continues to block attacks. Bruno attempts to help, but gets hurt in the conflict. Kamran helps Kamala as she takes the injured Bruno out. As they walk out, Kamran is thrown off a balcony and knocked out. Kamala and Bruno find themselves cornered. Najma then touches Kamala's bangle, which makes her see a train. Suddenly, damage control arrives and arrests the clandestines, including Kamran. Kamala, oh, that's in Kamala. They didn't arrest Kamala and Bruno because they ran away. <laughs> um, but yeah, they seem to have like sound cannons. Mm. Right? I thought those were cool. Those are fire. I think they're Which Star pretty, Attack. I, yeah, I like the design. And you know, I pretty we've seen those before, like kind of those black, I guess, blasters before. Yeah. But I just like the design. The design is really cool. When you look at the Hulk, the Incredible Hulk film. In the beginning of that film, there's a bunch of blueprints. One of the blueprints is for those Humvees that had the sonic blasters mm-hmm. that were blasting at the Hulk until he got mad and threw shit at them. <laughs> and the, all of that was Stark Tech. So I could see them just like, you know, perfecting that, perfecting it. And, and now we have it handheld where we have these sonic cannons, you know. Um, Kamala's. Oh. Yeah, I almost fell all the way off. Kamala and Bruno get outside, but Nakia sees Kamala use her powers. Feeling betrayed, Nakia can't even look at Kamala. There's way too much right now, Nakia. Like, there's way too much right now. I get the <laughs> you're upset and betrayed. It's literally been like three days. Like, give it a second. Kamala returns home to her worried parents. They ask her to be honest and explain everything, but Kamala simply tells them that she can't. Which you could see on her face that that should hurt. You know, and you can see it yeah, on her parents' face least, that they yeah. can't even trust her anymore. They can't, yeah, and they can't get nothing out of her. Yeah, to, they want to give her the benefit of the doubt, but she's not giving them the benefit of the doubt. Um, and all this just occurred at their son's wedding, their oldest son's wedding, so they're not happy. In her room, Kamala gets a call from her grandmother, Sana, who tells her that she needs to come and see her in Karachi, even asking if she saw the train. Confused, Kamala asks why, but her grandmother responds to saying that she saw the train vision too and again expresses urgency at Kamala and her mother to come to Karachi. We out to we out to Pakistan. 
this is the second Disney series to like end and be like, we're going to another country. We just did it with Moon Knight when he was like, where do you want to go? Boom. Egypt. Kamala Khan sits on an airplane to Pakistan with her mother, who reminds them that they're only going because her mother, Sana, insisted. When they arrive in Karachi, they are greeted by Kamala's cousins. She then sees her grandmother and hugs her. Sana welcomes her daughter, Muniba, home. First Seems all, to be a first riff. Of all, first of all, I'm not hugging anybody after, what, how long was that flight? It was a very long flight. I'm not hugging anybody. <laughs> yeah. I got an attitude. Just get me where I need to be. I don't want any airplane food or airport food. What do you think of the riff between Kamala's mother and grandmother? It it kind of mirrored. It, well, it kind of would have mirrored her and her moms. Yeah, Kamala and her moms. If it would have kept, if it you know at least keep going the way it was. After the, um, I guess, um, truce that they said they were on. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's you know? something where the mother feels like her family has been made fun of because her mother, Sana, Kamala's grandmother, believes in fantastical stuff. Having seen what the bangle can do at one right, point and believing in everything that she sees, um, she the family was made fun of because of that. And so when you add that to the already rough immigrant story, I can see Muniba being like, you better cut all that superhero stuff out. You understand? Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they barely they barely want us here. And then you're starting up what my mother started that almost made us leave where we were at. Like, cut all that out. Um, but I'm super glad that everyone gets to a better place by the end of the series. Cause it was kind of breaking my heart <laughs> with, you know them not being on the same page. At Sana's house, Kamala takes out the bangle and asks Sana why she sent it to her. Sana explains that Kamala is a jinn. She says that the bangle saved her life during partition. When Kamala goes to bed, she has memories of what happened the other night. She wakes up to see her cousins above her saying that they're going out to eat. She later finds herself at a train station trying to investigate where that train could have came from, and she's suddenly attacked by a masked man who throws a knife at her. Were you surprised that someone's actively trying to kill Kamala in Pakistan? I'm like, yes, how do you know I got here? And then he said he can sense the noor, and I was like, of course, of course. <laughs> Everyone but Kamala can sense the right? Everybody but Kamala. And she's got the bangle. <laughs> she fights the man while he is obviously toying with her. He noticed that she has the bangle and asked how she got it from Aisha. And then also asked if she's a clandestine. He then drags her away before more men come. The masked man takes her to a kitchen of a restaurant where he reveals a secret entrance. It's not weird at all. Not weird at all. He identifies himself as one of the red daggers, a title passed down through many warriors, which he now takes. Another man named Walid greets her. He says her great-grandmother's story is legend. He also says that the Red Daggers protect their people from the threats of the unseen, like the clandestine. So we have another secret organization of warriors. Mm-hmm. I'd I do them all. The Hand, the Ten Rings, the Red Daggers, the Black Widows. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and- I'm with it, yeah, man. I'd do, do them all. Um... Walid explains that the Nord dimension coexists within our dimension, but there's a veil. 
um, it's that it's hidden by, and the veil can only be pierced by the bangle. The nor, which is just light, um, in this dimension is what powers the clandestines and what powers Kamala, which is why she can be able to pierce the veil. But if that happens, because they occupy the same space, you only get one or the other. If the nor dimension, uh, you know, they pierce the veil to the nor dimension, it can, it can and will overtake our own earthly dimension and destroy everything in its place. So she's like, well, maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't. Help uh, at Damage Control Supermax Prison, Kamran, Najma, Faria, Salim, and Adam are dragged through the prison. One of them breaks free and helps everyone else escape. And as they leave, Najma orders Salim to leave Kamran behind because he has made his choice, which felt very weird. Yeah. I thought they were on the same page, but... I, she cold. She cold. She's like, I'm going cold home. As, she's cold and, as ice. I'm going home and you seem to like that girl, so I'm just going to leave you So here. you stay here. <laughs> yes. You stay here. Open crib. Anyway, meanwhile, Kamala has a talk with her grandmother. After the talk, she meets with her cousins and their friends, one being Kareem, the Red Dagger. As at, um, oh, I like that they have the bonfire. They're eating food by the bonfire and playing music. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Regular teenagers. Who would have thought just across the pond that there's regular teenagers doing regular teenage things? At Sana's house, an annoyed Maniba cleans up and asks why she is why everything's so messy before she massages her mother's hurt leg. Again, another touching scene. Again, I'm just getting old. I like to see the old people talk and have adult conversations. But she talks about like, why is there taffy everywhere? She's like, I, I got it for you, hoping that one day you'd come by or whatever um which that felt kind of sad um she then tells her like mom you should just come to america and she's like wow i thought you went to america to be away from me you know there's a lot of of hurt feelings in this that they're trying to they're trying to get to um they get into an argument over sana's seemingly outrageous theories and stories and muniba kind of hurtfully uh confesses that she felt like her mother focused more on those stories than on her own daughter the following day walid teaches kamala how to use her powers effectively they are suddenly attacked by the clandestines who ambush them kareem leads them out of the building and into a vehicle where they embark on a car chase but they're in a little cart so it doesn't last very long before uh najma's truck is could catch up to them Kamala uses her powers to flip the truck onto its side, but it isn't enough, so Walid unhinges the bike from the cart, sending Kareem and Kamala away. They crash into the ground, while Walid stays behind to fight off the clandestine. Kamala jumps into a truck and drives away. She crashes into Salim before he catches Kareem. Walid finds Najma on the rooftop and throws two daggers at Salim, killing him. Najma then stabs him in the back, as Kareem and Kamala escape in shock. So we have our first death. Walid. First of all, first of all I wish Walid had more, more screen time because, you know, I wanted to be all up in his office and stuff. It looked pretty cool. Um, number two, um, I was going to say this first. We would have been goners because me being Kamala, I just told myself, hey, I just failed a driving test. I'm not about to get in this truck. <laughs> that is That is very true. <laughs> That is very true. I feel like um, Walid is very interesting and 
I don't know if he was the leader of the Red Daggers or just right. one of the more informed members, but he seemed to have a lot of knowledge about the dimensions, about the Nord dimension itself, mm-hmm. the idea that there were so many other dimensions on top of ours. You know, we've already found out things like the ancestral plane and, you know, the Egyptian um, afterlife all take place in the same realm, just different dimensions. Mm-hmm. Um, so it seems like we're really busting open that like we went from different states and countries to different planets and now we're like oh there's other dimensions on this same planet you know uh we're exploring multiverses we're really exploring all that there is to explore with not only this series but where the mcu is going um poor uh walid they run into a store and battle najma's goons for a while until najma joins the fight um Kareem kills Adam in the scuffle. Najma tries to stab Kamala, but hits the bangle, which transports Kamala back to 1947 during the partition, the night Aisha left. Kamala sees the commotion and jumps onto one of the trains, seeing into the distance of everyone trying to escape. What did you think of this ending? Um, I, first of all, I, I knew it was the partition because the... Um... They kept alluding to it. So I expected to see some some of it in some aspect. And I wonder how they were gonna do it, put it up against with the story. <laughs> um for her to get sent back was a big deal. I thought that was dope as hell. Yeah. Because I, I really like what I really like is the shot at after when the episode ends, you just see her on top of the train as um camera pans out. Yeah, it just looks like a crazy, yeah, it crazy. um it just was like a crazy, hectic, um, chaotic environment. And for those who don't know, as I didn't until this series, you know, came out, the partition of India in 1947 divided British India into two independent dominions, India and Pakistan. The dominion, the dominion of India is today Republic of India, and the dominion of Pakistan is the Islamic Republic of Pakistan. Um, but the partition when it took place displaced between 10 and 20 million people across religious lines creating overwhelming calamity um and it's considered one of the largest refugee crises in history the deaths that they are considering are between 200,000 and 2 million because of this partition because of this line in the sand uh, it it's ridiculous um and it, that hostility there's still hostility between pakistan and india because of this because of the line that was drawn in the sand 50 years ago 70 years ago you know so it's very important that they tackle this and i, I didn't think they, they would but we're really about to get a history lesson right now oh yeah in 1942 aisha runs from the british army then suddenly turns around and throws a dagger killing a soldier Back in a village, kids are playing cricket with a man, Hassan, who tries to unite the people to rise up against British rule. Suddenly, the British army comes in and stops him. Aisha witnesses this and then walks through the village until she finds a tree to sleep under. When she wakes up, Hassan talks to her and offers shelter, which she takes. Aisha eats his food but refuses to talk to him. She then compliments compliments his roses and tells tells her her name. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry. She's like, I think it means girl who lived, right? Aisha? Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about That's this little meat? Says, yeah. Yeah, what do you think about well, this? First of all, meat? he just wanted to tell her, hey, get off the roses. 
She's he's pretty smooth for somebody with a yeah, walking stick. Yep. I don't think I could be that smooth if I needed a walking stick. Um, but what did you yeah, what do you think about this this little meet cute between these two? Uh it was good to get some insight, Aisha. Because you know, um first of all, um they made her <clears throat> they made her look really young. Yes. I thought that was I thought that was pretty cool too. What did you think about like I I just think think that it's kind of poetic that so, a scene that will that is terrible you know like everything that's going on with this British rule in India and this veil and all this kind of stuff the partition all of it um it, it's horrifying and it will cause so much loss of life and the fact that they're able to find love at a time like this it I think speaks to the persistent nature sometimes of of immigrants you know we don't we, life hasn't always been perfect for a lot of us but that doesn't mean we can't have perfect moments in the in the chaos many months later she gives him a walking stick for his hurt leg because she's tired of him walking around with that tree branch he was using she's now pregnant and thanks him for making her a home in the village a couple years later in 1947 uh she's just sitting there talking to her beautiful daughter sana which is Kamala's grandmother, allowing her to play with her bangle when they hear a knock on the door. A friend arrives with milk and vegetables, uh, but Hassan's like, nah, I'm good. We don't need any charity. As the guy leaves, Aisha looks outside. She's a bit frightened by what she's seen. She gets a lump. Oh, I said a lump. She gets a lamp and she walks to the fields and sees Najma, who she hugs. She didn't want to see Najma. No, she didn't want to see Najma. She, she didn't want to. She was she, she told Najma she'd be right back. And she, <laughs> she ended did. up hanging out and found the husband and had a kid. This is that scene in Kill Bill where Kill Bill finds and she took out the that. And she took the bangle. And she took the bangle. This is a scene in Kill Bill when he finds her at the wedding, at the, mm-hmm. you know, at the church, seemingly getting married. Aisha's not happy. Um, even though they have a conversation, this makes Aisha want to leave as the growing danger looms near. That angers Hassan, who doesn't want to leave his childhood home. Um, Aisha, Hassan, and Sana make it to the trains, but Hassan claims he cannot keep up. The three sit down, and Aisha tells him the truth about the bangle, as well as who she saw the night before. As they get to the train yard, Aisha sees Najma walking towards her. She gives Sana to Hassan and then tells him to go. As Najma gets near, she claims that Aisha turned her back on them. She then stabs Aisha before walking away. Cold-blooded. Cold-blooded. Meanwhile, Hassan nears the train, but has lost Sana. Could you imagine? Could you imagine losing a child even, in that? I don't, even want, I don't even want to. <laughs> in that mess, in that madness, like it was breaking my heart. And as they said in the story, plus as we're seeing here, he isn't the most able, you know, physically able. So it's it's heartbreaking. Um. She gets a lamp. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, we already did that. He tries to find her while Aisha bleeds out on the side of the train. Aisha uses her bangle to set off a purple flare. Kamala walks through the train yard in 1947 and sees Aisha laying on her back in the cart. Khan says that Aisha has to save Sana, like in the story. Aisha replies, saying that she's okay because Khan is there. She then gives her a picture before dying. Kamala briefly mourns her before running through the crowd and finding Sana, picking her up. 
She creates hard light structures so that Sana can step on them. However, Khan is pushed, causing the lights to break. But Sana somehow controls the particles, which lead her to her father. A very beautiful scene. Oh, I thought that was cute. Khan realizes it was her that saved Sana in 1947. I don't, re- I don't understand how. Uh, before travels back to the present. Is this something that we're gonna time, get, time travel, bro? Oh, is this something that Kang about to is something Kang's about to show up for or what? I don't know. Your future becomes your past, all that jazz. You know, gotta, you know. I gotta watch Endgame again. Um don't watch Back to the Future because no. Know. It's a bunch yes, of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone wakes up and Najma sees a rift opening, saying it's the veil, and they can go home. One of them touches the rift, turns into a skeleton. I'm like, that's probably not a home. Oh. Yeah, I was I was with him, then I seen the skeleton. I was like, "Oh, he's gone, gone." They, they actually do something like this in a show I just finished watching, where uh, it's a superhero show where there's a portal, and one person walks up to it and starts to scream in pain and turn into a skeleton, and another person's like, "All right, everybody, like, let's go. Like, who's next? Like, let's go." I was like, "Nah, you're on your own, there, player." Um, Kamala tries to stabilize the riff while she yells at Kareem to go. Kamala tells Najma not to go through the rift. You have a son. And Najma's like, no, I left him. Don't even worry about it. Hey, he's good. Got the keys. Open he's not crib. even with me anymore. I, I took the meat out the freezer. Najma tries to go through the portal, but turns into a skeleton herself. She yells out to Kamran before going. Well, he that how much help can that do? Somehow, it does do some help because with Najma dead, uh, Kamran suddenly gets hard light powers. He has tapped into the Noor. Um, and it's something that Najma had mentioned. Najma said that he would have a touch, uh, uh, you know, he would ha- have access to the power, but he would need something to set it off. And this seem- seemingly is mm-hmm. it. Kamala's mother and grandmother finally find Kamala after the rift closes. Kamala gives her grandmother the picture that her great grandmother gave her. I had to take a second there. Um, that was sweet, the picture of her family. Um, before leaving, Kamala finds Kareem, who tells her that Walid will be very proud of her. Kareem then gives Kamala his red dagger cloth before departing. Muniba finds Kamala's necklace on the ground, which forms an S-like symbol because it's broken. That was also kind of cool. That was cool. It's Branding. broken. It's Kamala's. It's broken. It's like branding. This is more like you. Yeah. You know? Um, back at home, mama and grandma make up for their past troubles, which in turn helps mom and Kamala. Mm-hmm. Outside of Circle Q, Kamran sneaks up on Bruno and asks for his help. Heading upstairs, they officially meet, and Kamran realizes that Bruno's not his name. Where do you sit on that? You think he really honestly didn't know this entire time? This is what was he calling him, Brian? Brian, <laughs> yeah, Brian. <laughs> And Nakia I don't was know, man, for- but I feel like, you know what I'm saying? He was about to, ah, so you've come crawling back. I would have gave him some of that. I feel like Kamran <laughs> might have been giving him some of probably what he's experienced growing up. Huh? <laughs> like, I don't get your name, so I'm just going to make up a name that's easier for me to right, say. Right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, now they're, you know, frenemies or seemingly. Now they're homies, I guess. They're homies. Suddenly, a damage control drawing targets Kamran from outside the window. Kamran couldn't hit the, uh, what's that thing? What's it called? 
the quick play, the quick time event. He couldn't hit the he couldn't hit the button in time. <laughs> so uh, a drone missile hits Circle Q. Boom. Agent Deaver checks the location after cir- the Circle Q explosion and advises her agents to use non-lethal rounds. You know she wants her to use lethal rounds. They were dying for that shit, bro. Meanwhile, you know, homeboy, you know, homeboy that asked her was like, wow, can we? You sure, are you sure? Are you sure? sure? <laughs> I got them right now. You know, I was like, yo, chillax, bro. Relax. Right? I don't know if this is the scene, but remember they also like, she's like, yeah, I got them. And the guy's like, you're embarrassing me. Don't do nothing. Uh-huh. And she's like, all right, we're going to go do yeah, it. Yeah, we're going to <laughs> <laughs> go do it anyway. Um, meanwhile, Comrade and Bruno go to the subway. Someone pushes Comron, so we get basically the beginning of Amazing Spider-Man 1, where they're on a train and doing a bunch of wacky hijinks with their powers because they can't control it. At her house, Kamala Khan announces that she is nightlight to her family, which gains some sarcastic surprise faces from her family because they were already told by her mama. Gossip, bro. Gossip goes hard, man. That's why all those relatives seem surprised when you tell stories at the at the barbecue, you know? Oh, you guys, <laughs> my girlfriend's pregnant. Oh, yeah. They all knew. They knew three weeks ago. They knew before you knew. <laughs> um, while Kamala tries to call Bruno because she finds out from Nakia that um, Circle K exploded, um, Maniba, her mama, gives her a suit. It's a pretty badass suit. Bro. Let me find out she got to be the seamstress for that Fantastic Four. <laughs> fire, bro, fire. And the way she, but the way she gave her the suit. First of all, when um, when she got a box at first, when she got the eye mask, I thought it was going to be the whole thing. Yeah. But I'm glad because when I saw the mask, I was like, oh, where's the rest of it? And there wasn't the rest of it. So I was like, all right, cool, 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 whatever. It, it'll come, it'll come. But it I, almost, I thought it was, I thought it was cool that mom gave it to her. A hundred percent. You know? the, the mom knows who you are before anybody else does, right? Uh-huh. And I think another beautiful part about this is almost like a wedding. You know how when like with a wedding, it's old fashioned to like something blue, something borrowed, something old, mm-hmm. something new, or whatever. It's like this outfit has been pieced together from people who cared about her and people who believed mm-hmm. in her. Whether it's the red stuff from Red Dagger, whether it's the mask from Bruno, and now the suit from the mom. You know, like it's oh. all parses parts. That suit is. The bomb. Diggity. She's killing it. She's killing it in that suit. The only thing, and it, it's not against her, and it's not even against the show. It's against the comic book trope in general that once somebody puts on a domino mask, you can't tell who they are. <laughs> like once they cover, <laughs> once they cover the outside of their eyes, not their nose, right. not their mouth, not their hair, <laughs> which is all out and about. Mm-hmm. But you know, to each their own. We're out here. We're out here. Suit. Oh man. In the city, people stare up in awe as Nightlight moves through the city using her hard light constructs to get around. Bruno and Kamran find Nakia in the mosque, and she tries her best to hide them. Uh, she does a whole thing where she fakes having a boyfriend so that they can... Oh, no, that's... I think... No, she didn't fake having a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. She wasn't... That when wasn't come, real. When, yeah, when they come back. At the end of it, she, he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're totally dating now. He's like, no, that was just a... Yeah. Um, on the floor... On the bottom floor, Abdullah disguises Bruno and Kamran before sending them on their way. And I also like that they try to keep them busy with cookies. They try to keep the <laughs> damage control busy with cookies. That's a good cookie. Hey, you you fight that hate with love, man. You know what I'm saying? Like that's it. Two fugitives get to the the two fugitives, Bruno and Kamran, get to the alley where nightlight arrives. As Kamala and Bruno hug, Kamran accidentally lets out a wave of energy and pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You saw them hug. 
as they run through the city. <laughs> Kamala calls Kareem, who gives her a contact to get them out of the city. They make it to the school where Nikki arrives as well. Kamala apologizes for lying. Bruno looks out the window to see uh, the Department of Damage Control outside of their window. And suddenly, Zoe arrives, wanting to help. Kamala then makes a plan on a chalkboard when Amir shows up to help. I like that the brother came by. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty cool. I like him a lot. Having him by is pretty cool. Uh, Agent Deaver sits outside the school and calls for backup. And they're like, no, you're already giving us too much bad press. So uh, stand down. And she does not stand down. Nope. I don't think uh, that's a thing she does, bro. She don't know how to stand down, bro. She calls for more agents, by the way. She did, right? <laughs> yes. She did. And the and the thing is, they're like, fully we need more people, but I'm fired already. But you know, just I'm not gonna tell you guys. They're fully aware that or she's fully aware that she's chasing children. She, or yeah. not, or at least some young, small people. Um, and as she's trying to break into a, a holy house to do so and then bring in more people than weapons, just mm-hmm. ridiculous. The agents break in and find what looks like a bomb at the entrance. They run, but the bomb sets off music instead. <laughs> the fugitives distract the agents. Kamran taunts them from above while Zimmer tells her followers on TikTok what's happening. Uh, they grab fire extinguishers, which create smoke around the agents. Some agents get into the chemistry lab, which sets off a chemical foam trap. Kamran and Kamala uh, hide behind a desk, but Kamran's condition is getting worse. Agents approach them, but their comms say that they're in the gym instead. As the agents leave, Kamran and Kamala hold hands, preparing to kiss, but Bruno interrupts them, saying agents are coming. Dun, 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 his worst fear. He ain't gonna let it happen, bruh. Ain't gonna let it happen. As the two teenagers leave, Bruno distracts the agents by dancing, but he gets caught. Meanwhile, um nakia zoe and amir fire softballs at the incoming agents and i like that they're doing it and they're like oh my god this is going exactly how he plans and i was like yeah like you didn't think of that <laughs> that's the part you didn't think about seems really funny he seems kind of wimpy getting hit with those balls and all that gear on yeah that that stuff is rough um Kamran shoots at them with his hard light, but Kamala blocks uh the Oh no, sorry. As Kamran and Kamala prepare to exit through the window, Kamran asks what happened to his mom, but agents break through. Kamran shoots at them with his hard light, but Kamala blocks the attack as it could kill the agents. Kamran then runs down the hall, followed by Kamala, who tells him what happened to his mother, and out of anger, Kamala attacks many of the I mean sorry, Kamran, Kamran attacks many of the agents. But Kamala grabs him. He looks at her before running off. Kamran exits the building with many agents ready to fire. Instead of adhering to Deaver's wishes to get on his knees, Kamran charges his hard light fist. Ooh. As the agents start firing, Kamala rushes in and blocks them with a hard light shield. Agent Deaver sets up more harmful sonic waves, which uh, send Kamran and Kamala flying. Kamala gets up and sees the injured Kamran. And then she oh, does no. it. She says the word. She says, Embiggen. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's over. Everybody's going to die. <laughs> and when she does, it makes the hard light form around her legs and her hands, making her structure very big, much bigger, with bigger fists and bigger legs. Something that, if you played the Avengers game, you know all about, is basically one of the biggest uh, trademarks of Kamala Khan. How do you like this version? Can you I get thought was, I thought it was fire. And I was going to say earlier, um, Big ups to her on um like 
get her hand experience up there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but her her doing doing the thing, doing the thing, you know. Um, oh man, awesome. awesome. I, I also wonder if when she gets better at this, if the constructs will be less jagged. You, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. You, you know what I'm like, saying? Like sharper, maybe, more. Like she's know? forming, like she's forming the idea of what these things are in her mind before they come out, and maybe they're coming out jagged because she's not hundred percent sure. Mm-hmm. But like it felt like in some of this, it, you can see more um of what she's trying to do here. But is this a suitable replacement for the regular and bigging? One hundred percent. One hundred percent, bro. Awesome. Cause I was gonna say too, when she grabbed him in the hallway, I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not worried about it anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I see. I seen all I needed to see. So when the embi- so when the embiggen moment came, I was like, oh man, here it comes. Yeah. Comron <laughs> wakes up and attacks the DODC agents. Agent Deaver prepares to shoot Kamran, but he sends a vehicle at her. The vehicle misses and flies towards the bystanders, but Kamala catches it right before it hits the innocent bystanders. Kamran can't hold his power much longer. And this is my favorite part. He sets off a wave of hard light energy and just just weird shatters of energy start coming out of him. And Kamala does her best to push through the energy and walk through um, and get closer to him. And then she builds like a hard light igloo around both of them. Um, and it da- and it dampens his his powers too a little bit too. Yeah. Um, Kamran reasons with Kamala saying no one will accept them. Kamala tells him that Nazma saved their world to protect him. Kamran says he can't be normal after everything he's done. However, Kamala says there is no normal. Just them and what they are given. Which is something she was told to her by her father. She then tells him to get to the harbor as she buys him time. Kamran leaves as Kamala breaks the sphere. The people of the city then make a barricade in front of the DODC agents as Kamala leaves because they're from the hood, baby. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to come at you trying to come at Jersey Nightlight. You better come correct. Um they could, no one's gonna trust any government agency, right? Shield, sword, everyone's just messing up. It's not messing up. We need the Avengers back. <laughs> uh the people oh, did that kamala leaves so they can't get to her agent diva gets a call from an angry cleary who tells her to leave as soon as possible so they can fix up her mess in the following days tiktok reacts to nightlight's heroic actions kamala watches as she stares into her mirror at her new costume she gets onto her roof where yusuf finds her this is this is mwah. she asks what her superpower name is going to be he asks where her superpower name is going to be, but so she happy. admits. I was so happy that the that the that the show ended ended this way. Oh man, this is dude. almost like oh man, this is almost like Thor. Dude, that's, <laughs> oh man, that sealed it for me. Oh man. Um, she he asks her what her super name is going to be, and she admits she doesn't know. Her father gives her a speech that she saved one life, and in turn, she saved the world. Yusuf tells her that Kamal means Marvel. Kamala is astonished that she shares the same name with her hero, Captain Marvel, before her dad Carol tells her. Carol freaking Danvers. <laughs> before her dad tells her, she was always his little Miss Marvel. Meanwhile, Kamran meets with Kareem in Pakistan. Kamala sits on a light post, staring out into the city. One week later, Bruno <laughs> and Nakia ride in Kamran's car that he had left. Yeah. 
<laughs> they meet with it. Kamala and Bruno, and Bruno says he looked at her genetics again, and it was wrong. There's something different, like a mutation. She tells them it's just another label, which what a um what a roll off the shoulder. That was cool. I love that so much. Oh, what a roll off the shoulder. I love that. That was a great response to that. And so what? You know? Like what but really but really with her at that point, I would feel the same way. Uh Everyone's trying to label me. Okay, I'm what? I'm I'm another whatever. whatever. Fine. Whatever. Um, they then drive off later Kamala lays in her bed but her bangle acts up and she is sent flying through her door when she gets out it's not Kamala but Carol Danvers who has teleported into Kamala's bedroom and that is all of Miss Marvel so I guess we gotta talk about the mutants of, of it all of course, of course we do. <laughs> That's one of the biggest changes that they've made. They've effectively uh-huh. have considered that Kamala is a mutant and not an inhuman. Now, I have the conspiracy theory that she was always uh, an, an, an inhuman only because they were trying to get rid of the mutants at a certain point in time in Marvel Comics. There was a concentrated effort to get rid of the mutants to the point that the thing that created inhumans killed mutants. And we found more and more in humans coming into the Marvel fold, people like uh, Kamala. Mm-hmm. So I think also that was done because at the time, Marvel Comics didn't believe that Disney would ever own the X-Men. Mm-hmm. So, but they did only in humans. So we we're going to push them in front of the X-Men and we're going to make them more popular. And we're going to put them in the stories so we can do our crossovers. Because right now we can't do no damn crossovers because we don't have no Fantastic Four. We got no X-Men. And we're very, very miserable right now. So, <laughs> I mean, think about it. They killed Wolverine. You know, like they did a lot yeah. of stuff over those years. Death of X. Um, they did a lot to kind of replace. They did it in humans versus X-Men. You know, like they did a lot to actively remove the mutants from the board. That is uh, Marvel Comics. But now that we own everybody, we can go back and saying the M word. We were thinking we were going to hear the word mutant said the first time in Multiverse of Madness. Who knew it was going to be hiding in Miss Marvel of all places? Uh, Namor is often touted as the first mutant. And with Black Panther around the corner, maybe we get some more there as far as, um, you know, mutant kind is concerned. Yeah, so well, we got that we got the X gene up in here now. So got the X gene, baby. Um, so I thought that was really really cool. But uh, how do you feel? How do you feel about her being the first one named? How do you feel about the music? <laughs> I'm with bro, I'm with it's a yo. It's a lot, but it's a lot of good. Are they gonna you find know? a way? Like, to... It makes me fi- it makes me feel good, you know. And I, find I hope a... and I hope people and I hope. People like Kamala also feel good too, because they should, man. You know? Are they gonna find a way to do that X-Men song as like a regular song? Like is Ooh, that gonna that be the fire. mutant like that song? Riff, right? That riff is money. Oh, but and that, hey, that riff was Kevin Feige. Yeah. Was it Kevin Feige? Yeah, he made them put that little titty that little tidbitty that part of awesome. the song in there just to let people know. Good stuff. Um, I like yeah. that. Oh, if it, as if just announcing oh. the 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 stuff with her jeans wasn't enough, yeah, you, you had to throw that in to get that across, bro. I made oh. a clip. I made a clip. I might post it to comic book clicks Facebook, so you'll have to check that out in a bit. Um, where 
because I had told the guys I hadn't seen the scene yet, but I had. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I um, I posted a clip in there and I go, wow, they had to make it mad obvious with that little sound clip. Mm-hmm. And what happens is he says, um, you know, there's something not normal in your blushing, whatever, whatever. It's like a mutation. And then you hear, I'm the juggernaut, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm the juggernaut, bitch. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Mutants. mutants are here. The mutants are here. Um, And the Miss Marvel of it all. What do you think? Oh, man. Um, oh, sorry. I want to have the Marvel of it all. The cat? Um, I wonder where she's going. <laughs> so I've heard a rumor that well, the Marvel- I want to know. I want to know where she got pulled from. That's what okay. I want to know. I I heard a rumor that these three, um, Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, and uh, Monica Rambo, will be able to use their powers in sync. But they're right now. There's like a weird tether between them. Mm-hmm. So if they ever choose to, like, there's something that's switching them from where they are. Kamala's gonna end up wherever Cal Carol was. just was. So if it's space, that's gonna be it's gonna be some funny shit. Um, uh, but none of that's been proven up front. Um, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for the future of the MCU. I'm yeah, excited. For also, the- also number two, number two. There's also a second bangle out there. Yes, there is, which I think is extremely interesting as don't well. Forget. Don't forget. Don't. Sleep, I wonder if sir. we find that you know if if the first one was Kree, it'd be interesting if we find that in in the Marvels when we meet other, you know. Mm-hmm. Other aliens we'll see here will be in the in the Marvels anyway. So, yes, I think that's what it says, right? Miss Marvel will mm-hmm. return in the Marvels. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait. That's crazy. Look how far we. <laughs> yeah, happy. no, for real. I'm so happy. For real. <laughs> I'm so happy. Everybody, everybody, happy until fucking. I want the whole. When this is all over, when they're not making any more of these, I want the box set of four thousand. <laughs> movies you know didn't they just say it it breaks with i want it didn't they just say it breaks a thousand hours yeah like uh something crazy like once phase four is over i think it's a it takes you a thousand hours to have watched the whole thing um which is ridiculous this is the biggest phase yet and we got a bunch of stuff that got announced for san diego comic-con uh that we'll be breaking into little by little Gotta follow us everywhere. But yeah, man, I, I like this. I th- thought this was a good uh, first season. I felt like it was a bit lopsided, but only because they had a lot to do and even more to I say. Also, I also thought the the episode count was pretty spot on. I didn't think, I thought it was going to leave me wanting, you know, a whole, bu- a whole bunch more, a whole bunch of unanswered stuff, but I'm cool, you know? I don't think the clandestine were the greatest villains for this. No, no, but it was okay. I like how, how they... How the evil was spread out, you know. Yeah, I yeah. like that. And one could say that you know the veil of noir, uh, the veil of noir, and the partition. There's a lot of similarities there, so they were trying to play on some historical context. Um, uh-huh. And can't fault them for trying it. You know, I would love to see what how Iman looks after a couple mm-hmm. of years under her belt. This is all gonna look like how when we look at some of the older MCU stuff, like look at these little babies. They were just a baby before all that just stuff a happened. Baby, just a baby. I'm just a baby. Um, so we'll see how Iman does, but I think she killed it in this. I think I think the whole cast actually killed it in this. There was no one yeah. where I was like, oh, that person's super annoying, or why is this person getting another scene? I thought everybody killed it in this, and representation matters. So this show definitely matters. Um, is there anything else you'd like to say about? 
Miss Marvel season one? Uh, I think I'm a. I think I'm super happy. Just super happy that um, you know, one of the marks. <laughs> you know, yeah. get, is getting one of us. One of some, us. You know, <laughs> one of us. One of us is finally getting. Um, it's not even finally getting their their thing. You know, but one of us is one of them. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know? And I think that's I think that's one of the coolest parts. So. And I'm, I'm glad. And we'll be seeing way more of her in the future. But if you want to hear us talk about the future that she'll be in, you have to continue to follow mm-hmm. us wherever we are. We are the Major Issues Podcast brought to you by ComicBookClick.com, which means every single episode of the podcast is available at ComicBookClick.com, including merchandise and articles written by us. And even an About Us section where you can hear a little bit about each and every person that contributes here to ComicBookClick. If you don't want to go to comicbookclick.com, but you still want to listen to the podcast, maybe you found this episode at comicbookclick.com, but you still want to listen to the podcast. We're available wherever podcasts are found. That's Podbean, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, Apple Podcast App, TuneFind, YouTube, Spotify, literally everywhere. Google Major Issues Podcast and tell me we're not the first ones to pop up. And I know we are because we are the latest and greatest thing to come to comic books and comic book media. Um. We do this free of charge every single Wednesday, knock on Vibranium. We'll be taking a hiatus soon, but I've already uh, figured out that when we do take our month-long break, I will still be publishing old episodes, uh, just like a rerun, if you will, of some episodes that might be important leading forward <laughs> in the future of the Marvel and DC universes. Um, so we won't be going away from you guys for too long but we'll be doing that to refocus to re-energize we have some very exciting things going on with our social media right now (laughs) where we're getting higher coverage than we ever have and uh we have to act accordingly and make sure that we are continuing to provide the best content that we can free of charge if you'd like to support us you could do it for free by rating and reviewing us on itunes it's the quickest way for us to grow as podcasters and find out what you like and what you don't I've been to the future, or maybe it was the Nord Dimension, I can't remember. But we do become the latest and greatest thing to come to comic books and comic book media, uh, and you help us get there. So um, consider supporting us by rating and, and reviewing. It's how more people find out about the podcast. If you'd like to take it a step further in your support, consider becoming a Patreon at patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse. And for as little as 10 cents a day, bro, 10 cents a day, $3 a month. You could help keep our lights on here and help us afford the hardware and the software that we need to keep providing you content. I tell the story all the time, but we had a recorder straight up break on us. And if it wasn't for the residual money that we've had from the T public sales and stuff like that, uh, we wouldn't be able to bounce back as quick. But the people who have let us know, they want us around. So continue to support. And that's the very last way you can consider to support us. Buy a shirt. Consider uh, purchasing any kind of item at Patreon. Oh, sorry. At comicbookclick.com, you can hit that shop CBC link and it'll take you right to our T Public store where every single design has been made by me. Um, and we'll see, probably put up some uh, Miss Marvel designs coming soon. We're constantly on sale. We go on sale once a month. We get a little bit of a kickback, but more importantly, someone out there in the world is walking around with CBC merch. And that's way more important to me than any other money. Represent, be part of the click, join it. You're already here. Don't even worry about it. Um, but yeah that'd be all from me on my end next week we do amazing fantasy 15 uh as we do some stuff some spider-man coverage before we go on our vacation so from one hero origin to the next we will see you next week my name is george serrano aka the don 
I am your Claudius Maximus. And this has been our Miss Marvel recap and review for season one. And remember, whether you're a gin or clandestine, a mutant or an inhuman, white, black, brown, yellow, green, or blue, remember that there is no normal. Remember that you don't need no labels. Just remember that you're part of the clique. And always remember that you, yes, you are worthy. <laughs>